Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash plearnmc. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. And I'm Courtney. What do we do here, Courtney? Oh, you know. We talk through the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. We certainly do. And (laughs) we are getting close to the end of our series on collective efficacy. I know, trimester one flies by, doesn't it? It really does. I can't believe it's already like mid-October. This is crazy. It is. Right? So we're on our we're on our fifth of six enabling conditions today uh, right. for collective efficacy. We're on responsiveness of leadership. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> what is that anyway? What Leaderships that? that respond? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk uh, through the same format that we've done in the past few pods, uh, where we talk about what it's not first. Because again, a lot of these terms seem pretty easy. Of course, leaders should be responsive. Of course, they are responsive, right? Yeah. We all work in schools where my principal's nice to me and you know, does what I want sometimes and brings us candy. And right. you're such a lovely person. They're wonderful. Yeah, it's more than that though. And it's a little bit more than that. Right. All right, so let's talk about a couple of things that it doesn't mean. Yeah, yeah. So I've worked in a bunch of buildings at this point. And one of the things when I first became a teacher, uh, we went through a couple of different principles or so. And we had staff meetings all the time and, and they brought candy and they brought <laughs> stuff for us to like be uh, comfortable with. Right. So because, you know, right. staff meetings are long and they're, they're not always the most exciting thing. So there was always candy on the tables. And we're around tables, so we, we got to talk to each other uh, during the, the meetings, which just seemed a little interminable sometimes. <laughs> and, and, you know, we raised some questions sometimes, and they said they'd get back to us, which is, you know, totally fair, nothing wrong with that. And we all came out of the meetings like, well, you know, that, that one's done. And it wasn't, like, horrible, like we weren't mad at the principals, but nothing really happened. Right. We had questions and there wasn't any real follow up. And, you know, they brought us candy and they put us around tables to help facilitate discussions, which was nice, better than, you know, sitting in rows. But it just wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got another story. Yeah. So a more advanced version of this. Oh, advanced non responsiveness, huh? Yeah. So (laughs) it basically. You know, you work in a building with a principal and life happens, right? Things happen. You have appointments, yes. you have emergencies, and principals are usually really, really nice about letting teachers do what they need to do if it's, sure. if it's family stuff, right? If, right? Oh, yeah, totally. We all know things come up, right? So, yeah, you know, I've got an appointment. My kid gets sick. I have to go pick him up and go home for the rest of the day, and they have to scramble to cover a bit always super nice about it. Honestly, I've never worked in a building where that hasn't been the case. Right. But I hear stories, but 
not in my case. And it's, it's just good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing for principals to do. Right. It, but that's, I mean, that's like surface level still. That's that like common ex- courtesy. Like, that's exactly the word I was going to use. If you were an, a jerk about someone whose kid is puking at school and they got to go get them, then like there are a lot of other issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Yeah, but that's not really what responsive leadership is about. Um, Like some other things I think of, um, I worked in a school where actually a lot of schools are like this. I don't want to say it's just my building I've been in, but like uh, a personal time can be pretty loose. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, (laughs) this is really funny. I remember for the longest time um, when I was a new teacher, like I never left the building on you know, personal time, it's yep. like, like, it was like a rule, like, you can't leave, you can't leave the building, and then one day, uh, we were doing, like, a game day or something, and we needed to get games, and a colleague was like, well, let's go just, you know, drive over to my house and pick up some of those board games, I was like, wait, we can do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's different. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, what on uh, personal time we can pretty much do whatever we want in yep. school, you know. Yeah. So, like, that's cool, right? Like, that no one's questioning you if you're logging out and logging back in. If you want to go get a coffee from the Starbucks down the street, if you've sure. got one, or you sure. Know. Um, but that's that's still kind of like the professional courtesy type realm, I think, of like, yeah. Like, how's that on like any other business? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. On I, your lunch hour, yeah, leave, go do something. Like, I, th- I think another way for that, uh, like every other type of business is, I worked in a building where uh, the, the administrators have parent meetings, right? Parent meetings, uh-huh. you always got some disgruntled parents sometimes that, that want to talk and hash things out. And sure. uh, our principal always decided to bring teachers into those parent meetings. Uh, which seems like a you know good idea. Get everyone on the same page was the idea, right? So it's, right. It's, so it's not just going to be a parent and an admin. It's going to be a parent and the teacher and the admin. And some people like that, but most people really didn't at all, for the reasons I think we're going to talk about later. But that was it was an idea, but I don't I just don't think it gets everybody on the same page. It's it's something different. Yeah, it doesn't feel like. There, right, like it feels like it was well intended, I guess, but yep. if there was no touching base ahead of time with the administrator and the teacher, that feels like that could almost be a really like a dangerous situation with some landmines. That's exactly it, I think. Yeah. So we are going to say some of the right things about what responsiveness of okay. leadership is shortly. Yeah, um, but we have to do first. Yeah, we're going to do our ad first. <laughs> okay. So for you, the listeners of Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney, that's us, Yay. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I am a slow reader. <laughs> you are still. <laughs> it takes me forever to listen to this, so I go back and forth between <laughs> listening and reading it and listening and reading it, depending where I am. And it's been so busy the last few weeks that I'm still reading Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam <laughs> Higginbotham. And it is awesome. 
but it's slow and you know it's sad and depressing yeah fascinating it's a great book i love the book it's taking me forever to get through it that's okay so unlike you i i seem to blow through (laughs) my audible books um and i'm driving a lot less this year which is strange but i'm still getting through audiobooks anyway i just downloaded so you know i have i actually have two credits right now because i didn't use a credit last month which is nice exciting i know like Christmas. So I just downloaded this morning um, a new book, Inland, by Taya Obret, who is an author that I think is absolutely wonderful. She wrote another book called The Tiger's Wife that's just incredible. It takes place in like um, what would be the former Yugoslavia and the different countries that are there, so you know, Croatia. Um, and uh, I love it. So good. I can't wait to read this one. Nice. So, of course, you can check out Audible's vast library and choose your own, not just the ones we like. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash plearnmc. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash plearnmc for your free audiobook. Yeah. So we were talking before the break what responsiveness of leadership doesn't mean. So let's talk about what it does mean. Yeah. Okay, so some of the things that are right from the book by Jenny Donahue. uh, Responsiveness of leadership is demonstrating an awareness of the personal aspects of teachers and protect teachers from issues and influences that detract from their teaching time or focus. Okay, so we kind of went through those right at the beginning here. Yeah. So the personal aspects of teachers, I think that's, we've gone through that. That the surface level yeah. stuff we were talking about, that's pretty good, right? I, I think a lot of t- principals are, are in on that, leaders. Right, although I, I do think that there's something to be said about like really knowing, you know, like if a teacher is going through like a divorce or they're getting married or, you know, there's so much stuff that goes on in lives that, um, as, as much as you try to filters in to the workplace because we're human yep. beings. And I yep. think um, like, yeah, an administrator can know about it, but then it's another step to like acknowledge that the going on, you know, acknowledge this uh, circumstance with the person and let them know, you know, either, Hey, you're happy for them or like, you know, we understand, like just taking that extra step of making sure that the person knows that the, the administrator is aware and that they're willing to help, um, you know, in whatever way they can, I think is important. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. There's a second part to this one. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just the, the awareness and the understanding. It's also protecting teachers from issues and uh-huh. influences that yeah. de- detract there. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to our meeting with the, the disgruntled parents yeah and you mentioned something about the admin touching base beforehand to find out right you know some of the details so in in my opinion administrators are there to support the teachers right right so no matter what they should be there to support the teachers if you bring them in if you bring teachers into those meetings it now becomes the parent is going to be all over the teacher for the most part in my experience and now the principal is there as a mediator rather than a than a support 
then we're going to make a decision because that's what a leader is for. They need to make some decisions and, and period. It's, it's not shared in that case. Right. Uh, they're in different roles. So touching base ahead of time, trying to make a plan, figure out what's going to happen. So yeah. you kind of know the outcome at the beginning yes. because, because all the information is already known. And right. when, the te- when the parent might come in and have some things to say, uh, there's already a response that they've already talked about with the teacher or teachers. Right. So you already know what's going to happen. You're pre-planning yes. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's protecting the teachers. They, they're supposed to be teaching. They're right. not supposed to be dealing with all the other stuff. That's our role as administrators. Right. So I had a, a conversation with some of the teachers that I work with in my district right now. And we were talking about, about curriculum and making some potential changes and what that would do to test scores uh, in the long run. Uh, it'd be a positive move, but in the short run, it may just kind of throw things up in the air for a little bit while we try to figure out something that's appropriate. Right. And I was telling the teachers, well, that's really not your role to do that. That's, that's my role. I mean, your job is to figure out what this curriculum is going to be with you supported by me. What can I do to help? And the battles that I have to fight to make it happen outside of the school are not for teachers to fight right for the administrators i'm administrating that's my complete role and she was saying well this isn't really necessarily my experience and i'm like well it is going to be now because that's what i see my role my role is to support you and yes. supporting right. you means going out and talking to community members and school committee members and town councils and whoever mm-hmm. about why we're doing these changes that's my role. Your role yes. is to teach. Right. And they were, they were pretty happy with that, obviously, but like, yeah. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's an administrator. So there's another, there's another one here that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So this idea of uh, providing teachers with materials and learning opportunities necessary for the successful execution of their job. This sounds really obvious and like, <laughs> Of course. (laughs) Um, The reality is is it doesn't actually happen a lot. Um, (laughs) Or maybe I don't want to say it that way. I want to say more often than you would expect, this does not happen. Right. So um, for a while now, I've um, kind of on my on my own, I've been doing some consulting, you know, in addition to working in schools and stuff like on my own. And a lot of what the work, a lot of the work I do is around reading and writing workshop. Um, and in particular, I often do trainings um, around uh, the Lucy Calkins reading writing workshop kits. Um, and I would say in 90% of the schools that I go into, it has been the case that I'm not coming in at the beginning. I'm coming in like after a year of floundering. Yep. where um, the teachers were just given the kits and told, go teach. Yep. And so like, okay, they got part of it, right? They got the materials. Yep. Materials. <laughs> they got the materials, but they didn't get any of the learning that goes along with it to understand like the theory and the philosophy and some of the strategies and the shifts they would have to make 
Um, and that makes it, makes it so frustrating for teachers. And that's one of the ways that some of these really great um, resources or strategies or models of teaching that are out there, that's a lot of the ways that they kind of sink. Yep. Which is too bad um, because they're really fantastic things out there. But if teachers aren't given all of the materials they need and they aren't given the training to go along with it, um, then it won't float and it will be the most frustrating experience and it'll feel like something that they're being forced to do. Yep. Yep. They're just being handed something. Right. And told right. to go. And that go doesn't feel really responsive. That no. doesn't feel responsive at all. No. Uh, you know, I can understand the intent behind it sometimes is like, right. here are the materials, your professionals, go figure it out. Yeah. The best way that, that you can to meet the needs of your kids. And again, surface level, that sounds fine, but you need support in order to implement something well. Yeah. Yes. And if it's not happening, then you just kind of, as you said, right. flounder a bit. Yeah, and I think that's true for a lot of things, not just like, you know, the Lucy Calkins reading and writing in, uh, units of study, that's huge, like that's a big one. But even like something as small as IXL, I've seen this happen yep. with. Yep. Where it's like, here you go, you all have a subscription to IXL, we expect you to use it. Um, but then there's no real learning around how best to use it, different right. you know, modes of instruction to use it with. and. Um, and some teachers will figure it out and love it, but others won't. Um, and then it either becomes like, like a hated thing, you know, in some cases, or it just becomes something that is seen as a waste of money. Yeah. You, you just said all the things that I was thinking as, as you were talking. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. some teachers, you're right, will we'll run with it and figure it out and figure out the best ways. That's just who they are. And right. some are like, will struggle because there's no support. Yeah. And it's a bit, sometimes it's, I've seen it like a us versus them situation. Yes. And the yeah. ones who are doing it well get more notice, obviously. Right. And then, you know, you're breaking up the staff at that point in, into smaller pieces. And that right. is what nobody wants right there. Right. right. So it's like, I think another way to think about this idea of responsiveness of leadership, that it really comes down to, it's like what you just said, that us versus them, it's really going the opposite direction of that. It's much more of a collaboration between um, teachers and the leadership. Um, it's not going so far as that, you know, the teachers get everything and anything they want. You know, there, there are never any no's, but, you know, it's just, there's transparency in decision-making. There's, there's explanations of the reasoning behind decisions. There's acknowledgement of um, the disappointment perhaps sometimes when something doesn't work out that staff or teachers were hoping for um, that's for being a responsive leader right and if if we still have that us versus them it's not collective at all it, no, needs, it, isn't. it needs to be us yeah it needs to be us i think that wraps up this almost last enabling condition perfect we have one more next week Yep. And then, uh, then and we'll a special have, treat for and we will have, Yeah, something really cool. So that'll come out somewhere close to Halloween-ish, I would say. Yes. As we wrap up the trimester. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter. Give us feedback on Twitter and Facebook, yep. at PLearnMC, pretty much everywhere. 
Uh, you find us right. on Spotify. Please rate and review us. We're, we're looking for a new review. Mm. Somebody out there that hasn't reviewed us yet, your mission today is to review us as soon as we stop talking. We are going to be in Atlanta from November 18th to the 20th, potting, yeah. Yeah. sharing stories, yeah. talking to people at yep. the Personalized Learning Southeast 2019 conference. Amazing. It is going to be fantastic. So yeah. there is <laughs> Yeah, there is still time for you to sign up. So that is about looks like what is that five weeks away from right now as we record. I don't know. Uh, again, November 18th to the 20th in Atlanta. Uh, it's a fantastic conference. All kinds of amazing people. Yeah. Uh, we will put a link to it in our show notes and we'll tweet those out. But if you've looked at our Twitter feed lately, we have already retweeted a few of those things. So yeah. this may be old news to some of you. Right. And you may also have noticed from our Twitter feed that we're going to be at Inacall in a couple weeks. We are doing the same thing, uh, potting, yeah. talking to people, sharing stories. Yeah. That is we're actually going story. to have a session too. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, so that's for those of you going, you could actually hang out with us in person. I for mean, like, you could have some, but, I, duh. but you could actually, you could spend two hours with us rather than 15 minutes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we'll be doing a session there that is in uh, Palm Springs, California at the end of October. Uh, so right before Halloween. Uh, we've also been doing uh, another podcast Mm. Uh, that is now out on Apple Podcasts, uh, yeah. where we are interviewing some people uh, from Inacall, uh, explaining things like what the Inacall conference is, yeah. and one about assessments in student-centered learning uh, with yeah. some people from Inacall. That is called the Inacall Innovation Spotlight. Uh, yeah. You can find that on Apple Podcasts right now. You can find it on the Inacall website, uh, and we have tweeted out a few of those links also. Uh, that's been a great time for us, Courtney. Yeah, I really enjoyed those. I really those have. those interviews have been fantastic, uh, and they're evergreen, so they're always good. It's not it's not like a timely thing. Uh, so look and follow for those, and let us know what you think. And again, come see us uh, if you're in Palm Springs or Atlanta over the next five or six weeks. We'd love to talk to you. With that, we will talk next week. Doesn't matter what I know